Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast. My name is Caroline Hare, and I'm the founder of Waves Girls Conference. We have girls conferences for girls ages 12 to 22 in the States as well as internationally. Our mission and vision is to encourage and equip young women to start making waves for Christ in their homes, community, and in the world. We hope that through this podcast that we can bring messages and words of life, wisdom, and hope through the Word of God, life issues, and help girls know their true identity and calling. Hey girls, we are so excited to be back with our third season of our Waves Ministry podcast. I can't believe it's already been three seasons and we are on this series for this season called If My Journey Could Teach You Anything. And so I have invited friends of mine in ministry as well as friends and and girls that I know from conferences or from our ministry, um, just to come and be a part and to share their journey so that maybe it could teach you something about identity and calling. Um, So today we actually have a friend of mine named Megan Gover, and she is the founder of Minted Truth. And she actually came and spoke at Waves uh, Girls Conference in person last year. And uh, she is an amazing writer and just gifted speaker Um, just to minister to the next generation and develop apps. So say, hey, Megan, glad you're here. Hello. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, Megan, it's been a joy just to kind of understand more about your ministry over the last couple of years. And um, just tell us a little bit. I know all sorts of stuff about you, but like tell a little bit about yourself and about Minted Truth and, and just you. Yeah, well, um, I live a little bit outside of Dallas, um, and so, yeah, um, so I've lived in Dallas pretty much most of my life, and um, when I went to college, I went to DBU, Dallas Baptist University, so I kind of stayed in the area, but um, but yeah, I, ever since like about middle school, I felt called to work with um, I felt called to ministry, and as I got older, I started to realize that that was a call to student ministry, um, and so that's really since high school kind of been my journey is um, working with teen girls um, at churches and love that season of life, and then um, the Lord kind of threw a curveball and really just put a passion um, for just realizing the girls that I worked with and how little I felt like they knew scripture and how much I wanted them to love it and to crave it and um, to understand it so they could live it and so um, I started uh, Minted Truth about four and a half years ago or so and have been enjoying that ever since but that is so cool yeah I think You'll probably um, understand my love. I do have a golden doodle named Brindley, and she's like the cutest thing ever. But but yeah, other than that, just doing life and and enjoying it. That's so cool. So um, tell the girls, I know we did a a Bible study off of Mented Truth last Christmas during Advent series. Um, But tell us a little bit about like what Mented Truth has to offer Yeah, so basically what our hope is, is that um, as a teen girl, that you would be able to really understand how to study scripture on your own. Um, And so we think um, that really there's, 
you know, comprehension and interpretation and application questions that we want to teach you kind of how to do that rhythm so that you don't always feel like you're having to have other outside resources besides the Bible. So um, the way we do that, we have um, Bible studies that walk through um, books of the Bible. We have a few topical ones, but um, you can go to our website, mentatruth.org, and work on them from there. Or we have like um, a Minted Truth app that's free, and um, you can download it, work through it on your phone. Um, we're introducing some courses now, um, but but yeah, if you go to our app, that just kind of has all of the resources and things to really help you feel confident in, in studying scripture on your own. The app is amazing. And they have some awesome blog posts that are topical too, um, just about different things going on that apply to your life. And they're pretty, y'all are so quick. Like as soon as something pops up, you have a blog post on it. like I love it. Well, yeah. Well, you know, sometimes it's like, depending on what you're reading or studying in scripture, you're not going to always hit, these like really hard pressing questions of like is vaping okay and like clearly the bible doesn't talk about vaping but we can understand about physically how to worship the lord with our body and spiritually and emotionally and just all that stuff so so yeah those blogs are a fun place to to definitely answer some of those off the wall questions for sure i love that um so i know last october you made the journey down to destin very long road trip, if I do say so myself. Um, <laughs> I'm just curious for you, like I love a good road trip and music and what I listen to in the car is so very different depending on my mood. But um, what is your favorite album to listen to on a road trip or favorite go-to music? Uh, well, so I do love a good road trip. So I definitely built out music on those road trips. Um, I have been told that I'm a terrible person music wise to listen with because <laughs> I listen all over the map and then I only listen to like a certain length of a song and then I'm like just like constantly shifting. Um, so that's kind of a hard question. I literally love like oldies like ABBA and Mamma Mia all the way to like Justin Bieber and country and like it, I don't even know that there is a word to describe any type of my musical sorts. So anything like Ben Rector, anything pop, like legitimately, I, I yeah, I don't even know. That is so great. That's <laughs> but I do love music. It's, I'm just off the, the map and all <laughs> over the map for sure. So I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. So talking about journeys, um, what is an area of your life that you could say you have been on a journey <laughs> with the Lord? Yeah, no. Well, I mean, first off, I think really my journey does start with this, that salvation conversation of, I um, have like an awesome family. They all love the Lord. I really don't remember a time in my life um, where I never heard the name of Jesus, you know, they just have raised me to, to know him and to love him. And I had, I think it was a great, great, great grandfather. Um, but he prayed over our family that we would, um, our family circle would be unbroken in heaven. And, um, just having a family that has pushed me to know Jesus, I made a decision to know Jesus, um, at a very young age, because I realized, 
man, I'm a sinner. <laughs> and like, I desperately, desperately needed you, Jesus. And so of all places, um, I did ask the Lord to be the savior of my heart on the toilet, which is like super <laughs> random for a five-year-old. <laughs> yeah, no, legitimately. And like, I will That's forever so remember real. that day. <laughs> yeah, no. It, and so just like, oh my gosh, I, yeah, but um, just made that decision and had the Holy Spirit in that moment. I've just, I just had a, a sense of joy and a sense of peace that could not be anything but the Lord. And so um, really walking with him, you know, as a five-year-old making that decision, as much as I made it and understood it, obviously, you know, you're so little that it's not like a night and day kind of difference, or there wasn't like this Paul to, you know, Saul to Paul kind of conversion, because I was fine. Um, but just having the, the Lord's grace and his mercy and the gospel just being pretty much the central thing from a young age, um, I really feel like it kind of spared me from a lot of pain as I grew up because I just had this constant sense of awareness. Now, obviously, I'm a sinner and have made so many dumb mistakes and, and choices, but um, I think you know, looking back, some of the things that I dealt with really were like what most girls deal with of um, just insecurity. And I've always struggled with weight and, you know, that really made me self-conscious and, you know, just that whole playing the comparison game of your beauty um, and just feeling lesser than in a lot of areas of life. Um, but that all kind of changed when I really started walking with the Lord in middle school. And so, um, when I was at church camp one summer, you know, I went with my friends to their camp because it was at the beach and my church always went to this like hole in the wall place. And I was like, I'm going to go there this summer, you know, like, why not? I'm going to the Um, beach. Yeah, like if I'm going to take a middle of nowhere versus Florida, um, yeah, hands down, easy choice. Uh, but really, the Lord just met me there through worship in a way that yeah. I just encountered him. And um, it just it forever changed me. And so I feel like that was a really big point in me daily starting to walk with the Lord and started this new journey of hey, here's not only a decision and a God that you saved um, has saved you, but here's, you now have this daily intimate relationship with the Lord and that it just kind of shifted things for me there. Um, But also that's where I felt called to ministry. And so it kind of just awoke my heart um, to him, but also to the journey that he would really put me on as far as ministry and life and I, I don't know about you, but like growing up, there really weren't a whole lot of women that were on staff or at, working at churches, or if they were, they were like a secretary or children's pastor, which I love kids, but that is not my jam. <laughs> or like, I literally in- gave children <laughs> donuts this morning so that people would not ask me to be. I was like, yeah, I love children, but like, don't make me be around them for long periods of time. <laughs> oh, it's like, I totally give so much street cred to teachers and They're to so kids, good. you know, to people, 
that are like awesome and that like I, I will love my own kids and my own nieces and nephews but like that children's ministry is just not me and so it kind of started to panic me because I was like well what does that look like because I don't really want to be in children's ministry I also really don't want to go live in Africa right? like, like that was you know, the other option was like go live right. in a foreign country as a missionary as a chick like back then yes. yeah so oh no for sure and so I was like, felt like I was given this really big call and just excited about that, but dealt with this tension of like, well, what does that actually look like and mean for me? And so I would say really from that point on, the Lord was just kind of diligent of, you know, I just think it's really sweet that the Lord doesn't give us all information at once. You know what I mean? Of like, he, he calls you to just one step and to do the next right thing. And so the next right thing for me there was just to really be in a season of learning. And he provided, I mean, just like the godliest and the most fun and encouraging small group leaders and student pastors. And in addition to like my mom and dad and grandparents, and I just went through this season of discipleship. And that through that, I really started to see how it had transformed me of, hey, I can go to this person and, you know, my cool college leader has struggled with insecurity her life too, for like most of her life too, like me. And it just kind of made me realize I am not alone in this life. And so having just that, that community and that accountability to really push me to be more like Jesus. Um, really just was, that was an exciting thought for me of what if I could do this for other people? And so that's kind of how the call to student ministry came about. And, and from there, it's just been a sweet, sweet joy of discipling people, of wanting them to know who the Lord is, you know? And so that to me has just been a big part of my story, I feel like, is like the power of discipleship, the power um, of God's word, and um, I just, I just want people to know Him, you know. And in hindsight, yes, there have been things that He's He's saved me from, and there's things, you know, I've struggled with anxiety and depression and mental health things and and insecurity. I mean, there's just anything right. that you could struggle with. I've struggled with myself, but having being discipled by somebody that's wiser and knows the Lord and is praying that over me has really been one of the most foundational life-changing things outside of my walk with Jesus. Wow. That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that, you know, come in. I mean, I love that, that it all goes back to Jesus though. <laughs> it's like, He's the one that has helped you through all of those different struggles, um, no matter what it is, big or small. You know? <laughs> um, oh, absolutely. With that being said, like from your journey, like if, if your journey could teach um, girls that are listening to this anything or youth leaders that are listening to this anything, what would you hope that it would teach them? Or what would you wish you could tell your former self? <laughs> Yeah. So I, I think that, especially when I was younger, I used to buy the lie that, oh, I have to wait until 
I'm in high school, or I have to wait until I know enough about scripture to tell somebody about Jesus, or is we can kind of live our life just like trying to qualify ourselves right. to the, the call that God has placed on us. And um, man, my, my hope and my prayer is that the church would continue to really let middle school and high school girls feel the weight of ministry because you know when we're when you are saved and you are reconciled to God he turns around and gives you the ministry of reconciliation and and so to at a young age when you're you know not having as much um, responsibilities or you're yes you've got school and you've got you know classes and all this stuff but it's not like you're paying the bills kind of thing right um you there's a there's a freedom that comes in middle school and high school and even college to a certain extent and I just I want girls to know the gospel for themselves but I I really really want them to understand that they can be a huge part of introducing Jesus to somebody that they've sat next to like their whole life in school you know um yeah yeah, that like our our faith and the the thing that has saved us is our the salvation that God gives us through the gospel is something that we actively get to take to this world and what an honor that is, what a command that is, um, but what a joy it truly is to to share the greatest thing that could ever happen to you um, with those around you, you know. Yeah. Well, I think about like the burden of ministry, like whenever people hear that, it's like, oh, that's scary, you know, but there's, I think of it kind of like that weightiness of like, when you get your first car, like when you get your first car, you're like, whoa, I have a big piece of machinery (laughs) that I'm responsible (laughs) for. And like, I can bless people or hurt people like mm-hmm. um, yeah. a good ride or bad <laughs> ride and it's like whenever <laughs> whenever you look at ministry in that way that it's like okay this is this is something that's extremely fun it's extremely versatile it can be a blessing and it can reach and go far um but but it's like it's it's a good weightiness that it's like okay mm-hmm. this is anticipation you know so actually Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, you're good. I was just going to say that, you know, and that, yes, there is like the ministry of being full time on staff somewhere. And that has been some of my like absolute greatest joys in life. And, but also realizing that like, if you have a passion for theater and, you know, you're never going to work on staff at a church of what does it look like to be a disciple of Jesus? And, um, you know, there, yes, there's, there's different joys and different hardships and different things in those different callings but that you know whether you're called to full-time ministry or not like we're discipleship all is ministry <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely and helping you know my my prayer and I'm I'm grateful that from a young age and I think you two have pretty much known this is what I'm called to and that might look different in different avenues but just to, you know, my, I hope my journey of, man, discipleship changed me. I, my prayer, my hope is that if you're a teen girl and you're not being discipled by somebody right now, that you realize that that is like, after this podcast, like the first thing you do is really just pray of, Lord, bring somebody to disciple me and to equip me 
give me somebody to disciple and, and let's do this thing yeah. together. You know, so. I love that, you know, and it's funny because I think you're right. A lot of people do think that they have to be in like full-time ministry to be like doing discipleship. And it's like I, Mona Ponder, who's on our board of directors for Wave, she's actually a real estate agent. And she was talking about how she does more ministry as a real estate agent than what she did when she worked in a church. Um, because she mm-hmm. has people she is working and ministering to because whenever people are buying houses, you're dealing with family dynamics, divorce, you're dealing with financial mm-hmm. issues, you're dealing with uh, health, yeah. like you're dealing with all those things. And she ends up like they're in her car and they're going to look at homes and they are like talking it out and like and <laughs> just some of the coolest ministry moments come out of that. And I just think about like, our students, like as a student, the fact that you could be um, being discipled by your fellowship of Christian athletes, like coach um, from your school, or maybe it's that you're being discipled by, uh, or, or you're discipling or, or like seeking the word with a friend that's on the same band, you know, like in the same section mm-hmm, of the yeah. um, that y'all could like be on mission together. Like, I just love that picture. Um, so much, but whenever, um, whenever it comes to discipleship, who are some people that have encouraged you in the process? I know you mentioned a few and like, what has encouraged you in this process, in this journey? Yeah. So, um, man, I wish I had enough time to like be able to brag (laughs) on just all of these incredibly special people in my life. And, um, but I mean, I really think it, it stems down to like, a, my parents have just been rock solid disciplers. Not saying that that always has to be the main source of discipleship in your life. Um, and it looks different, you know, for everybody, but really just having that um, open and constant communication with them of like just these really hard gospel mm-hmm. questions, you know, that they, I, I just, I've seen from their example of like my mom, um, we used to own a flower shop that was inside of a hospital. Um, and now they're, they've moved outside of the hospital, but it was kind of like a gift shop. And sometimes when I would go up there, my mom would like just be ministering to these older women that were like in wheelchairs that would come in for um, certain, you know, doctor's visits or appointments or whatever. And she would not only know their name, but know like how can I be praying for you how did this checkup go um and so just like doing life so intentionally with people and praying for people and that that was just kind of how I was raised um but then you know when I was in middle school I had um her name was Megan as well she was my youth pastor's um daughter and just like the cool college kid and she had struggled with some of the things that I struggled with and just to have the encouragement but also to see like hey she's had freedom in a lot of these areas um, that I've struggled with and just to to know that like there's life on the other side of your struggle right you know what I mean like it makes you feel like you're not crazy but also that you're not alone right Um, and so just people like her that have been just instrumental my friend Rebe who's a couple years older and just loves people so well and the people I've worked I mean there's a million people that I can um, point to but really just having these people that it's not like we would always sit down and they would be like okay today we're gonna learn how to like share the gospel to a stranger it wasn't this 
formal, you know, like pull out a textbook in your Bible to page, you know, it was just, they lived their life in a way that the gospel was just the center of it. And so when we would go out to eat, like how they would talk to the, the waiter or the cashier was a form of discipleship. You know, it was, they're asking them how their day was, how can I pray for you? How can I love this person that's been, you know, before the world was made, God knew who right. our waitress was going to be tonight kind of thing. Um, and so just seeing somebody not just, hey, this is what we're supposed to do, but actually modeling it was the best form of teaching to me that I could have really ever asked for because they did what they said. They practiced what they preached. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Um, you know, whenever it comes to, to this journey for you, like what is your, what are some of the biggest changes um, that you've made or that you have, have made just in that process? Um, can you and, say that again? I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, no, can you repeat the question? Sorry, my phone like jutted out. Oh, no, it's okay. So like, what are some of the biggest changes you've made because of your own journey? Like that maybe we can implement too, or, or even just take into account. Yeah. So, um, I, so with starting Minted Truth, um, I work from home now, which is awesome because I can work from like my yoga pants and it's the life. We've all gotten um, to going from, that recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, literally, for me, like, quarantine did not change a whole lot work-wise, like, social life did. But, yeah, it was just kind of, like, same old, same old for me. Um, but going from working in full-time ministry, I kind of started to feel this tension right after I had switched because, you know, when you're in student ministry and you're encouraging these kids to, to bring their friends and, you know, we want them to hear the gospel and to feel comfortable and loved by the church. Um, I kind of started to realize what a lazy missionary I had honestly become because, you know, in full-time ministry, you are working crazy hours. Like there are no set, <laughs> like there are set hours, but they're not set. And, um, and so you're just, I know that. you're spending all of, yeah. Um, and so you're spending all of your time with people that you love and are trying to disciple. Um, but sometimes that can kind of insulate you into a little bubble. And I did not really realize that until when I started working from home. And in the midst of being going from not only working from home, but doing it full time, I started to realize like, oh, wow, like there's very few people that I'm really like doing life with that don't necessarily know who the Lord is. And so, you know, you're, I'm going to church and I have life group and home group and community. And then I've got my family who loves the Lord. My best friends love the Lord. And so I started to kind of realize like, I've got to expand my bubble or else I'm just going to be around people that love Jesus. And that's great. But if you're insulating yourself away from the world, like that's not what we are as believers are called to do. So um, the Lord gave me a really sweet opportunity um, to just kind of like, he, I don't know, you know, when you like pray for patience and then he like gives you the moment to be patient. You don't just wake up one day right. and you're like, oh, I'm so, <laughs> you know, like, wow, right. Megan, like so more patient. 
Um, but I had really just started trying to process that. And, um, and so I went to get a pedicure one day and this, um, you know, the, the girl that was doing my pedicure was super sweet. I'd never seen her before. Um, but just started like talking to her and I just felt this like nudge, which is like the Holy spirit. You know, when you just feel that, like, you know, you're supposed to do something and you feel him stirring, but you're like nervous and scared kind of about it. Right. Um, I just, <laughs> And it's like, wait, are you, am I listening to you right? Like, is this, am I making this up? What is going on? Um, and not that it's like this audible thing, but I just felt very burdened um, to to share the gospel with her. And so, you know, I felt guilty because I hadn't really been like talking a whole lot to her because I I literally almost fall asleep every time I get a pedicure because it's yeah, so I almost did that this week <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it feels like the warm water. Oh, yeah, it just feels so good. Uh, but really started to just intentionally ask her questions and conversations. And um, I I prayed. I was like, Lord, the way that this conversation is not going, it's, it's going to be really weird for me to just, like, lay down the truth bomb of the gospel. Like, can you please right. just help? You know, like, is there a, a segue, something? <laughs> and I'll never forget, like, I asked her about like college and she went to um, Texas A&M, which is a few hours away from here, but they have this huge um, young adult ministry called Breakaway. And so I was like, normally if you've gone to A&M, you've probably heard of Breakaway. And so I had asked her, I was like, hey, you know, what, um, have you ever gone to Breakaway? Have you ever heard of it? And she just was like, yeah, I went, but I did not understand a single thing they said. Oh, wow. And, and so I was like, I was like well, well, what do you mean by that? Like, what, do you remember what they were talking about? And um, I, to this day, I can't remember exactly what her question was, but I just remember that the essence of it was, who is Jesus? You know, like we were learning about him and what he did, but I don't understand. I've, I've never really heard of him. Like, who is he? And wow. so by the end of that, I, I had just been like, hey, I know this might be weird, but I would love to be able to share more with you about who Jesus is because he loves you and died on the cross for you. And he is the most important thing in my life. And I would love for you did not have any, you know, questions or reservations. Like, I would love to be able to explain this more to you. Um, would you want to go for coffee? I'll treat you. And, and she did. And we met for like a little under a year. And then we would just, every week we went through the gospel of John and um, she was so hungry. I mean, like would come with this legal pad full of questions as we're reading through scripture. And um, eventually one October in a taco place, which seems very fitting for a place to come to know the Lord. Um, she, she, she prayed, you know, for the Lord to forgive her of her sin and is oh. one of my sweetest friends. And, you know, and I say that because that, that was the Lord stirring and that was a God's divine appointment. But the, the thing that, that just, I don't know. I grew growing up. There was just so much fear and apprehension about discipleship or it was more like church based instead of, um, you know, and I, so all that to say, I just felt like, wow, like 
there are so many people around us every day. I mean, the postman, the person that picks up the garbage, the waitress, that God has placed in our lives for a reason. Now, does that mean that we like will lead all of those people to the Lord? Probably not, but you never know in that circumstance how much they know about Jesus. And so that's been a big shift in me and just these last few years of realizing, okay, like discipleship is great, but it it can't just stay in the church, right? Like that we are disciples who are to be making disciples. Um, And so we have to be getting outside of that Christian bubble, even though that that's comfortable and cozy. Um, Man, if, you know, I think about like if, if Paul had stayed in his little bubble, we wouldn't know the gospel today because it, you know, like they were right. Would have just been comfortable with them themselves. That's um, good. yeah. I would say definitely just shifting the the fact that every person we know is a person that has a soul and a heart that needs the Lord, and that's taken us and taken me out of some really comfortable positions. Um, but God can also do a lot when we release that to Him. Right. I love that. And, you know, I think so many times whenever we do talk about church, we get in our own little like Christianese language um, where we talk about (laughs) Jesus and we have all these little isms that are all churchy and stuff. And it's like, it's so simple. It it can be so, so simple. And I I think like your example is so good. Just, um, I think half the time, like whenever students go to school and they invite them to youth group, like they, people, we assume people know what youth group is. They may not know what youth group is. (laughs) (laughs) Just being able to like articulate like, Hey, it's just where a group of us Mm -hmm. hang out. We learn about God. There's pizza. It's not catchy. Yeah. Like, we dive into the word, you know, um, I think that's huge. And I love the way that you talked about just being able to walk that out with her just week in and week out that, and that's, and even just walking through just the gospel of John with somebody, um, you don't have to know all the answers to the questions, but just saying like, Hey, I'm on this journey too. Like, just like this journey we're talking about in ministry, like we're all on the journey. And so um, it's okay just to link arms with each other and with the Holy Spirit and just ask God to lead us um, in that process with the word. Um, so you've already oh, yeah. touched on, on this, but like the next question is about, you know, how are you using your ministry uh, to, to really encourage other people on the journey? And, and so you're obviously doing that like in your daily life, but, um, but are there some other ways, some other examples as well? Yeah, so I mean, I definitely feel the the call of if I'm wanting to teach this to teen girls, I definitely need to be living it myself. So um, I love like I meet with a group of middle school girls, some of my high school girls just um, graduated. And so I'm like super sad, also very excited and kind of jealous that they're going back to college because college is so fun. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no, I mean, I think really with Minted Truth, Um, It's definitely a very different type of ministry just because, you know, we have people that are doing our Bible studies and are looking at our content from all around the world. And I'm probably never going to meet those people. Whereas when you're working at a church or in full-time ministry, 
in some type of capacity, you're normally doing life day in and day out. Um, but in, in Minted, what I, my hope and my prayer is really that we help middle school and high school girls around the world become biblically literate. And um, by that, you know, I love game shows. Like, I don't, I'm probably a nerd in that. Like, I think they're so fun. <laughs> um, but like, you know, like I, it's not like I want these, huh? I said, you have a quirky love. <laughs> it's yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like I, it's like the most random thing, but um, you know, it's not like I'm wanting middle school and high school girls to be able to go on like America's Bible trivia challenge or, you know, I don't want it to be head knowledge. I really, really pray that girls know scripture, A, so that they know the gospel, they know the love of the Lord, um, but also what he asks of us. And Right. If we have this call to be uh, ministers of reconciliation and to go and make disciples, it's kind of hard to do that if you don't know exactly what you're called to. And so uh, my prayer is that girls will go through every book of the Bible, not just the the appealing ones or the easy or the short, you know, the ones that are like very um, comforting, but also kind of prescriptive of like, do this. Uh, but hey, God is all throughout the book of Job or the book of Ezekiel and has been weaving this story throughout all of humanity of his love for us. And that culminated in sending his son to die on the cross for our sins. But um, the Bible is just so intriguing to me and it just solidifies the validity of it. Of Man, over thousands of years, this, this book has been written by so many different people in different languages by different cultures but it right. all points to the same thing you know like I'm like how many times in student ministry do you play the game telephone and every time it ends in a terrible funny you know like somebody right. tries to normally Somewhere. Up, but yeah and so um you know just in a simple game like that like it messes up the message when it's passed down but for it to be so cohesive um it it just points to me that God is so good and has preserved this and that this is really I mean it is his word and it's living and breathing um and transforms us and changes us from the inside out but also equips us to go out and um to live that so um so yeah that's my hope and my prayer is that it just you know, we still don't know everything perfect about the Bible. We don't know who wrote certain books. We don't fully understand the extent of it, but that's not um, a license to just like, oh, like, I'm not going to read my Bible or, oh, you know, like, right. it, it is so powerful. And I just, I had awesome people in my life that really, like, would just, like my grandma, when I would go over to their house and her Bible was just you know, sprawled on the table with notes after note of just what she's learning and how God's changing and convicting her. And then to see that being lived out, um, man, what, what a testimony that was to me. And, and so that's my hope moving forward is that, you know, with student ministers and moms and whoever has a teen girl in their life that they just become that driving force of God is good and he loves you and spend time in his word today because it will challenge you and I, I just hope our resources help them do that 
That is so wonderful. Well, Megan, this has been said, I feel like every time I record a podcast, like I'm taking my own sets of notes and I'm like mulling over them for like a couple of days of just like, oh, that was so good. I can't wait for the girls to hear this. And so I'm just, thank you so much for sharing uh, with the girls and with me as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for your ministry. I know that personally, just in your full-time day-to-day that people are are learning about who Jesus is from your example, but also just with waves and just to create an opportunity for girls to to meet with the Lord. Obviously, we can do that every day, but um, I don't know. There's just something so special when you get people together um, with that united heart. And so thank you for putting that together and orchestrating all of that. Well, thank you. Well, I just, girls, I hope you will download the Minted Truth app. I know that um, whenever I first found out about Minted Truth, I was so excited to download it. And I keep up to date um, just with the different Bible studies and things. And if you're, maybe you just want to try out a Bible study from Minted Truth, like with a friend, or maybe you want to try it daily in your own quiet time. Just a, it's a good place to get started on how to study the word. Or like we were talking about earlier, if there's a specific topic you have a question on, it's a great place to go um, just as a resource. And um, they do have some physical Bible studies that they're, um, tell us, what's the name of that Bible study? Um, So the one that we have that's printed is a 13-week study that goes through um, the Gospel of Luke and the book of 1 Samuel. That it's a really great study. I love it. I actually have it sitting right here. Um, <laughs> um, but it's a great one. So girls, I want, I just want to encourage you to just go download the app or go to the website um, and just take advantage of those opportunities to dig deeper into the word. And thank you so much, Megan, for just your witness and, and your, your call to responding and saying yes to the call to love on the next generation and discipleship. Um, Girls, I just want to encourage you to go and leave a positive review for our Waves Ministry podcast. Um, That is how other people find out about our ministry is through those reviews and through um, rating us a positive ranking for the ratings. And um, we just are excited to be talking about more journeys ahead, uh, just with different ministers and friends of Waves. Um, So we hope you'll tune in next week. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com, and our social media at Waves Girls Conference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.